Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Baby Tula, a global leader in ergonomic and comfortable carriers. Tula's mission is to give parents confidence and support and help them keep doing what they love while being reflective of their own personal style through a range of stunning designs. As an inclusive brand, Tula offers carriers for all ages and stages from birth up to around seven years to empower families of all kinds throughout their unique parenting journeys. Make sure you check them out and choose your favourite design. Welcome to the Mother Rucker podcast. My name is Lizanne and I'm here to chat to you about all things sling every other week. With me today is Darren Sadler, aka Darren Integra, to chat to us about baby wearing dads. Darren, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited you've agreed to be here and come on the podcast. I'm really excited too. Pleasure to uh, chat about baby wearing. So I'm very excited. Before we dive into talking about baby wearing dads in particular, tell us about yourself. What does your family look like? Well, they're all different sizes at the moment. (laughs) I'm married to Sarah, Sarah Integra, um, and we've been married 18 years. Should know, shouldn't I? Um, 18 years is impressive. That's that's really amazing. And... um, yeah yeah um, and we have three beautiful daughters I've got um Ella's my eldest who's just turned 17 uh Susie my middle who's 14 and Beatrix who was has just turned nine this summer so three beautiful daughters and um we're a happy loving family most of the time well yeah yeah we all are most of the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you do before you had kids so before kids, um, I used to work, well, I still slightly do work in the music industry. So I'm um, a journalist by profession. Uh, I used to work in local newspapers. And then I moved to London and started working on national music magazines. So I was features editor on Kerrang! magazine. Uh, I worked at a magazine called Metal Hammer. And I was a deputy editor at a magazine called Rock Sound. Um, so very much in a world of rock and roll, interviewing bands, um, travelled the world in a brilliant capacity of interviewing bands in Japan or America or Europe and, and having a great time. Um, it's really sort of 24-7 lifestyle, really. Um, very immersive. And I did that up until and during um, becoming a father. That's what I did. Um, uh, I also used to manage music bands, so manage rock bands. And uh, as well as the writing, I also run a record label. So kind of moved into sort of project management with record labels as well and um in the latter sort of last 10 10 years or so i've also been moved into teaching uh, lecturing at higher education level um in music journalism uh, music business and also newspaper journalism at a higher and fe level so quite different to baby wearing um although you end up working with music musicians who uh, often need a lot of tlc themselves so uh some, some crossover there to be had. <laughs> parenting bands. So it's not really managing yeah. bands, it was parenting bands. Yes, yeah, let's do <laughs> parenting bands. So <laughs> amazing. Oh, what an exciting career. 
yeah, did, yeah, did, did you have to like tone it down a bit when the girls were little? Like, did you still go on world tours and things or? It was, well, it's, it's a transitional phase. And so mm. I think parenting did change my outlook is, and, and I guess that's why I did end up moving into kind of lecturing work and more and work that could really work around us as a family. So mm. it was really important for me from the get-go, even with our firstborn, to kind of be an on hand. You know, I wanted to be on on hands. You know, I wanted to be there, and I wanted to be involved as much as I could um, with the parenting role. I wasn't really looking to be a father that wasn't around very much. So it was quite it was quite transitional, and it took a lot of digging deep at certain points because the music industry is 24 seven. So it's not mm. an industry where you work all day and then you go out every evening as well. So I had to kind of start pulling back my own time from going to gigs or I'd interview bands on the phone, for example, at 11 o'clock at night when they're just getting up in LA. Um, and I'm there trying to do an interview and the baby's crying and it was just, it, it became quite, hard work to sort of make a juggling act of the whole thing um but I was conscious that I did want to be involved so kind of pulling back in transitional times you know it was there and it was a conscious thing to try and do um I think at the time when baby number two came about um Sarah was working within the baby wearing industry that was back then um, very mm. different to how it was now, and I'm sure we'll discuss that later, but it was a very different setup back then. Um, and what was quite interesting is that I could see how her she was building her business and what was working. So we made a conscious decision again to kind of work and go, okay, this is this is a really exciting business and it's what we actually enjoy. Not that I didn't enjoy the music industry, but it, it was felt more happier to work in this industry with with children so um, mm. I kind of it enabled me to pull back um, and I ended up going part-time and then working at home a little bit more which again back back then uh, certainly before the last six months working at home wasn't something that people really did yeah but I ended up working at home two days a week which reduced my commuting times it reduced mm. my tiredness so that I could focus more on family life um, and still get work done but without the tiredness that was involved with long hours versus um, parenting young children and babies um, so it was, a, it was an evolution of time really my children are a little bit older now so I don't I don't baby wear now but I'm still involved because we have a successful baby wearing company um and as things have things have changed a little bit i've started doing a little bit more lecturing again um and a bit more music making uh stuff but it's on my terms and it's very much works around the uh the main thing of integra really that's awesome i love that yeah 17 years ago you were there pioneering the stay-at-home parent working so you can be there to support your wife and children even more like I love that Darren that's brilliant well thank you yeah but it was really important for us I think and yeah. um, I, I think as a family I mean as a unit as a family unit I think we're, we're pretty tight um, but the business was always meant to be about being a family business yeah. so from the get-go when we used to go and do 
baby shows and craft shows and and when we in the very early days everything was done on mass and still is done on mass i mean anybody who's seen us at any events over recent years generally we come as a family it's yeah Egra brand and the brand from the get-go has always been us as a family business so that's really important for us um you know i take inspiration and sarah would from people like didymos over in germany where you know very much uh, an integral part of their business model is the family aspect and the dynamic mm. um and that was something that was really important to us from the get-go so our children have always come to every show we've done you know i've packed the car or the van and i pack the children with us and <laughs> You know, when we had our shop a few years ago, we had a shop for a number of years. For those who may remember or may not know about Integra, we had a shop for three years. Yeah. In 2013. And during that time, um, every Saturday, Susie, my middle, used to come down to the shop with me and we'd open the shop and she would talk to customers. And the great thing was, because she was carried and because she understood the benefits of carrying from her own little world. Um, bearing in mind, like so many carried children, she plays with dolls, which are then carrying their own offspring or little cuddly toys in on their backs or their fronts and stuff. So the, the idea of baby wearing has become part of who she is just through role play and seeing what she does. Um, it was great just being in a shop with her and she would talk to customers, she'd know what was what and she'd help out in the shop and she loved that aspect of you know passing on knowledge yeah oh bless her that's so cute i can't wait till like dexter's old enough to come and help me in here sometimes as well i'm sure he'll know a lot more than you may think as well yeah. when he talks to your clients so which already. is a lovely thing already now he started like he started really like expressing when he is being carried, he's express. He just tells me how it makes him feel, um, which is really, really lovely um, to hear him uh, tell me how it feels for him, and just to know that everything I think it feels for him, it is actually there, and that's yes. such a lovely experience um, when you are carrying. But yeah, so speaking of carriers, um, what was when did you start carrying? Did you start carrying Ella from when well, like 17 years ago? Yes, so we did. So we, Sarah and I were in London at the time. Um, we don't live in London now, but at the time we were in London, um, we had a flat, Grand Four flat over in uh, Archway, Highgate area. And we had, I always thought it was a baby Bjorn actually, but I don't think, I think it was a cheap mother care ripoff of a baby sure. A, na a narrow-based harness star carrier. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was. Cheap. We didn't have very much money, so and there mm -hmm. was not really anything on the market. So we got this carrier, um, black. And what's really nice about it is that Ella still has a photograph of me and her in that carrier uh, on a windy, blustery day when we visited a castle in Wales, and she still has that photo in her bedroom. Seventeen years later, she asked, Aww. "Do I know that that was a nice thing? You know, or you know, it has some." sentimental um, connection for her which is beautiful so we had that and we also had we had a buggy mm -hmm. uh, and we had a ring sling so the ring sling was lilac -y color and it came with handwritten instructions and Sarah got this carrier through the post and we were like uh, 
we don't quite know what to do with this. And, and the whole, I mean, it breaks my heart really, but we just didn't have any, there was no, nobody we knew were A, having babies or B, really, if they did have babies, nobody really knew about baby carrying. Yeah. So, so it was all kind of new and experimental. And we tried, tried the ring sling, but didn't quite, couldn't quite figure out how mm. to which is a shame, but we had the other one and I found it quite convoluted to use, but we used it. So maybe, I mean, certainly we had the buggy as well and it was slightly frustrating. I found, I found a buggy quite frustrating in London. So you, you're kind of pushing this thing around, but as soon as, you know, as soon as we hit the stairs to get into our flat and you're like, Oh God. And the tube and, and the buses and, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It almost dis- detracted us from leaving the house sometimes because you're too frightened of... I mean, you're a new parent, so everything's new and mind-bogglingly different anyway. As a parent, I've been told things like, oh, you know, you must put your baby down, you can't hold your baby. Um, and there's kind of generational approaches and support networks were, were very kind of... Yeah, you must put your baby down. You can't have your baby sleeping on you and that kind of thing, which I do remember. Um, but I also remember taking her in the night and when she used to wake up, mum used to feed and then I'd take her, change her, and then I'd allow her to sleep on my chest. Mm. And I can specifically remember just lying in bed with her on me and feeling her breath on my chest and feeling quite secure and quite comfortable with that. And that bonding experience is quite important to me. Um, but then, then you have a sudden surge of, oh, baby, oh, must put her down. Because I was told that I must put her back into the Moses basket. Um, and you used to then put her back. But it felt quite, it, 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 it kind of, it just didn't feel right. You know, some part of me was like, no, this, I should be happy to have my baby on my chest. Um, even though I was torn with the advice that I was given. So I was conscious of that. Um, and then I think with number two, jumping ahead to yeah. here, but jumping ahead, um, when we had a toddler and then we had a second baby in Susie, um, we felt that's when really, I think baby Karen really became really important to us as a family. Mm. Uh, she was, um, a very lively baby. So, um, and I think with the toddler and, baby as I'm sure many of your viewers and listeners know it's quite a handful you know so we're, we're no different to many other families out there at that point but that's when baby wearing really became really important to us because suddenly I could put a baby and Sarah could put Susie on us but then I had my hands free to walk down the road with my child my with Ella as a toddler uh, mm. we had a double for about six months the double buggy barely fitted down the pathway yeah um again we we moved out of london at this point but we had a house with steps still do um trying to get a double buggy down tight steps uh six little tight steps was a pain Mm -hmm. enjoy it and our house is not big so the double buggy kind of took up too much space and was quite stressful so again a practical experience of trying something and going, this just doesn't work for us. You know, it wasn't really much fun. And, and yeah. it added stress to parenting, I think. Um, so the carrier became really important then. And this stage, 
Sarah, I, and I, I give Sarah full credit for my education in, in baby wearing here. You know, I'm not the guru of baby carriers by any means, but Sarah's involvement with an, an interest in baby wearing meant that I could learn from her on what, what we had. So suddenly we'd gone from the, the mother care kind of a, one had disappeared. The ring sling had been upgraded to a new ring sling and Sarah was using ring slings. And we had these other ones, uh, you know, wraps and also my ties at the time. And they, these were quite exciting. And I was like, okay, well, let's show me how to use these, Sarah. And, you know, let, let's get get moving and grooving, so to speak, with this um, and allow her time that she needed and, and get me involved with that bonding experience, which I, I felt was really important to have um, as, a, as a dad. You know, I think, like I say, from the get-go, for parenting for me wasn't, was never about not being involved. I, I think I made a conscious decision very yeah. early on when Sarah was yeah. pregnant to make sure that I wanted to be around as much as I could physically be around as a, as a dad. Mm. So, yeah, so we, we ended up uh, with lots of different carriers. Um, and then I found my favourites and off we went. What was your favourite one? Pre-Integra, before Integra, what was your favourite carrier to use when the girls were smaller? So with, with Susie, my second, um, we had a lot more range. My favourite was a all baby my type from the states oh so really it was a brown and i've still got this so it, oh, I, save be, it for the grandkids yeah <laughs> uh it was a brown uh brown with whitey pink spots carrier oh. and i used to carry it uh carry b uh susie rather on my front in that all the time so that was my favorite um yeah it was very i liked whereas I mean, everything's personal. And what I liked about that was that the, the carrier has, it's similar to Integra in the sense that mm. the Integra design is actually based on a Mai Tai yeah. experience. Um, the, the full body on the front felt to me that I was, my baby was secure against my chest. So, and what I liked about it was that uh, Sarah was rapping quite a lot. And I'll come to raps. Remind me to come to raps. Um, we'll but, get there, uh, we'll get there. Sarah was rapping quite a lot, but I had, didn't have at that point the confidence to to do it. And what I liked about the Mai Tai was that I knew that the seat, my baby was safe in the seat in the design of the carrier. So, and it was really easy to adjust. I liked the fact that I could adjust it myself and do a simple knot under a bum and off we went. So mm -hmm. it, it was quite straightforward. Um, and a simple, there was no faffing with it. So when she was, if she was getting tired and tetchy, I could literally pop her in that. And within a few moments, I've got a secure enough that I could go for a walk around the house, for a stomp around the garden or around the streets and know that while I'm still adjusting it, she was safe and my confidence, it helped with my confidence of carrying that. Yeah. So, so that was one of my favorites really. Um, and then obviously now your favourite is an Integra. When was the last time B was in one? So, well, when B was born, um, 
I wrapped, to be fair. So I, I used uh, a Moby Stretchy and also mm. a Diddy Moss um, wrap, a green wrap, which um, Sarah dyed. Um, again, we've still got that one and we've still got a couple. And there is photographic evidence of me in various wraps. And I think by the time Beatrix came along, again, baby wearing as a, as a whole movement had moved on so much. Mm. But at the same time, what's quite interesting is that when I used to walk around our village with the carrier, people still didn't quite get the idea of baby wearing or baby, you know, baby wearing as a term wasn't really, uh, it was coming to its own, but it was still quite early days. And what was interesting is that a friend, he's now a friend, but a guy about seven years ago came up to me and we were chatting um, at a, a little local event. And he said, oh, you're the guy that I see go past my house carrying your baby all the time. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, we always caught you in the window and saw you carrying your baby and thought, oh, that's quite unusual. And But then he had children and he'd come up to me to ask about these baby carriers. And he Aww. wanted some baby carriers. So we ended up talking about baby wearing. And, uh, and then he went off and carried his two children, which was really nice. And we just talked and about the benefits of it. And that was purely down to him seeing me walking past his house all the time. Um, but now I can walk down the street and baby wearing, you know, every other new dad or new mum, a carrier is always at hand, on hand, really. So Yeah. And you ended up doing your Slinger Baby consultant training, didn't you? So, yeah. So I worked with Lorette um, and I believe I was the first man that she trained. Um, it, just, it, it kind of just supported a lot of knowledge that I think I picked up through Sarah and business and just practical stuff. So I wasn't starting from scratch with Lorette. Kind of advanced kind of techniques that you can learn certainly with things like ring slings I, I never really got ring slings and I never have um, but I did my training with her and spent time with the ring slings and actually really enjoyed them um, and, and I think I said to Lorette at the time I wish I'd done this pre Beatrix because I would like to have done I would have probably gone back to the ring sling with her mm. so like I said going back to Beatrix it was very much based on wraps we did the mo i did a moby and a and a wrap cotton wrap um when she was quite little um and she was a summer baby so it was skin to skin with her and my wrap doubled up as my t-shirt for most of the time uh in the early sort of two months um especially outside and out and about and then um and then the integra so and i carried beatrix through an integra size one two and three um, up until she was the last notable carry that I had with B in an Integra was when she was four and a half. Um, mm. And that was all day. We'd gone for a big walk and uh, I just carried her and she fell asleep in the carrier um, even then. So, you know, I did four and a half years of baby carrying with her. Um, loved every minute of it. And I think the great thing about carrying her and consciously carrying her was that a Sarah could build a business and b I was enabled to be really actively involved from the get-go um mm. and I've always been involved but I think with Beatrix in particular I was 
really gunning for as much. It was the point. There was points with Sarah and I where it'd be like, "I want the baby." No, I want the baby. And and when she wasn't feeding, I'd be like, "Right, I'm having a back, please." So and I would really have that bond. Um, and I think actually, it's a beautiful thing because that bond, we still have that bond, and I still have the bond with the others as well. Um, but when Sarah became, because Sarah was ill a few years ago with um, stage three cancer, so there was a time mm-hmm. when for about 18 months she was really ill and yeah. the, the onus was, was on me to really help the children and her and care for her. Um, and that's also when I stopped, I kind of dipped out of the music industry completely then. So yeah. I could focus on family life and the baby business. Um, and at that point I really noticed it with Beatrix in particular because she was only three and it was really easy. You know, the bond that we had, that I could really cope with her and Beatrix was happy with me Yeah. when mum couldn't be around for her. Mm. Um, and it wasn't, you know, she didn't really struggle with, with me being the primary carer at that point um, for her. Yeah. So, and I put that into baby wearing, you know, the fact that we spent so much time together and, you know, we were obviously we were working at home as a business when she was born. So, you know, I could just walk around the block all the time. and But I think the beauty of baby wearing in that sense and, and talking and, and le- having the confidence to talk, just ramble and talk about anything with a baby, even though they're not going to answer you back half the time, um, was really exciting for me. And I loved it. You know, just talking, probably just my my mind. It's just your stream of consciousness. Yeah, just doing all, yeah. just going on and on. Oh, look at the trees, look at the blossom. Oh, look at that man over there. Or look at that house, isn't that a lovely garden? And just constantly talking. I know there's scientific studies on this stuff that are coming through now, which is, which is lovely. And, but my, my, my shtick has never been science. You know, I, I, I let the experts analyse baby wearing on a scientific level. Um, and I can just talk about it from my own experiences um and i think that's really important as well mm. yeah i think just going back to talking all the time with uh, with the kids when they're in carriers i think dexter must have been maybe about eight months old or something so i'd been back carrying him for about two months um and uh he was in an integra uh, and he was on my back and we were walking through town um I think, yeah it was like january february or something so it was a bit chilly so i had coats on as well and we had hats on so you know we were nicely wrapped up we were walking along and I was just chatting away to him on my back and there was a woman walking towards me and she gave me the weirdest look ever like I was going crazy or something yeah, yeah. and I realized it's because she couldn't see Dexter yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. me. and then as soon as we got level and she saw Dexter over my shoulder from that perspective she then said I heard her she just went oh, are you talking to a baby? And laughed at himself and kept walking. And I was like, oh my goodness. And that happened more than one occasion. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. When you ha- yeah, when you start back carrying your child and then, yeah, people don't realise they're there and you're still talking to them. Yes. Hey, Lizanne. Lizanne? Lizanne! Oh, sorry, Jenny. I was totally immersed in this article about baby wearing in the latest issue of Juno magazine. Juno magazine? What's it about? It's a great magazine, all about a natural approach to family life. They focus on conscious parenting, sustainability, community and well-being. 
Sounds interesting. Is it new? No, they've actually been supporting parents for 15 years now. 15 years? I know. They're constantly evolving with our rapidly changing times and reflect modern parenting values in the light of new research. Each issue is built around information, inspiration and inclusion. Ooh, that sounds good. It really is. They include supportive features from families sharing their experiences, articles and product reviews to help you make sustainable choices, and they aim to make everyone feel welcome in the community. I'm glad you mentioned sustainability, because as a cloth bum mum, I am eco-conscious. Well, you'll be glad to know that Juno magazine is printed on responsibly sourced paper, and if you take out a subscription, you get access to their full digital back catalogue. So I can read their full digital back catalogue on my laptop, my tablet and my phone? Yep, and they'll even send you a free gift when you subscribe. I'm sold. How do I subscribe? It's so easy. Just pop over to www.junomagazine.com and sign up. Brilliant. The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Integra Baby, a family-run UK business who don't compromise on ethics and sustainability. Integra stands for the future and they believe that with the right choices, we can nurture our babies and our planet. For over a decade, Sarah and her team have worked tirelessly to bring you baby, toddler and preschool carriers of the highest quality. The multi-award winning Integra design is an industry leader and their stunning range of limited edition prints, colours and fabrics such as Harris Tweed make Integra carriers extremely desirable and collectible. With an equally attractive price point and a range of carrying positions available, Integra baby carriers are an absolute must for anyone looking to carry their child. Find yours now at integrababy.co.uk. Did you find, I found with mine actually, that when they were being back carried, um, they were more verbal, even before they could speak words, they were more verbal and they would make more noises as if they were talking to me when they're on my back compared to when they're on my front. Did you ever find yeah, that? I think, so I can- I, I carried Susie more on my back than Beatrix, mm. actually. Um, and I think, my, again, a bit of a conscious decision with Beatrix that I actually wanted her on my front. So Susie, yes. Neil's the same, actually. Neil much prefers front carrying Dexter and Trixie to back carrying right. them. He, like, he likes having them there as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, that, that's a universal thing, I think, um, that, you know, the communication level on that front carry is so beautiful. Um, and you can just have, see every nuance of what they're doing, you know? So I really liked one of my favorite pictures on my Instagram account actually is Beatrix holding my thumb. So through the side of the carry. So I've got this little baby hand just holding my thumb while she was asleep. Um, and I loved that. And I loved just being able to smell the ba- a newborn baby particularly, but the smell of a the baby there was so beautiful that I felt that I didn't really, with the back carry, it's got a practical level to it. And certainly I think Sarah always used to back carry a lot more than I ever did. But um, I, I sometimes just, it was not being able to see them properly. Whereas on a front carry, you can just look down and you can have the eye contact um, there. So I think, yeah, with your Neil, you know, I think that maybe that's a, maybe it's a man thing or maybe it's just, the way it is but I, I much prefer that front carry but I did back carry mm. Susie um and I think particularly when she's a little bit older and can just jump on so I think there's all yeah I think again from the consultancy level with the shop you know um people used to come into the shop and so oh when when do I have to go on my baby has to go on its back and it's like 
on my back and I say no it doesn't have to and I think that's quite a revelation to some people yes because they think that automatically at a certain age a, a child should have to gradu- graduate to, the, to a back carry mm. and, um, especially because a lot of the time all you see in terms of back carriers are the big metal framed hiking back carriers and yeah. so a lot a lot of my clients especially they they seem to think that they need a special back carrier um when in actual fact nearly every single carrier and sling there is can be used on your back as well and that always comes as a surprise to them and then like you say is letting them know but they don't have to even now he's just turned four but dexter still really likes a front carry he calls it a cuddle carry yes yeah so how nice is that though you know that is so, it's such a nice nice experience isn't it and it is i think one customer once said in the shop i think it's like it feels like a, a supported hug you know yeah. i think that always came as a you know i used that time and time again after that gentleman had come in and said that and um i think what was interesting with the shop is that over time there was a definite significant change where at one point men used to come in with their partners at the weekend particularly in in Monday to Friday tended to be more female um, and then at the weekend dad used to come or the man used to come in with the ladies Um, but initially I used to see a lot of men go oh I'm not interested in this you know, I've come here with the wife kind of thing. And that was I, I still get that sometimes. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's their choice. But, yeah. but what yeah. was interesting over time, that happened less. But also that mm. gave me a challenge, I think, internally to go, actually, you, you could really, this could really change how you parent or how you think about your baby and your bonding experience. Because it is tough. I mean, if, if we if we talk about things on a on the level of maternal versus paternal, you know, generally mm-hmm. the man is off to work again. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, my path has enabled me to be very hands-on and our business mm. enabled that, like I say, the family business had to be all inclusive. But um, it used to, I used to try and rise to the challenge of getting the man at the weekend to have a go at baby wearing. And it was so nice, even with a resistant man, to kind of put a little bit of pressure on him to go, hey, well, look, you know, I've done this. Look at me. You know, it's not going to ruin your man- manhood or your male yes. approach to hold your baby. You made the baby. Let, let's, let's not forget that. That's so- it. Yeah. I, I, again, when, when I get those dads who are initially he- hesitant about it, mm. I do try and gently encourage and try and point out, you know, well, you're going to be holding your baby anyway. Yes. This way you can do it with a pint and a sandwich. Yes, yes. And try and put it into terms <laughs> that might appeal. Yes. Well, that's quite interesting. <laughs> Using <laughs> gender stereotypes horrendously, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> then on my Facebook memories this week, because um, we do a lot of, um, we, we do a sling library at a festival every year. Mm. Festivals. So that's something we've been doing for about eight years now. Um, and what was really funny is one of my memories on Facebook is me with Beatrix as a probably four-year-old by the looking of the picture in the carrier. And I do literally have a pint in one hand and my takeaway curry, my chickpea <laughs> curry in the other hand. And I've got a sleeping baby on. 
And it's like, well, there we go. You know, I've got my hands free, so I can actually <laughs> carry on drinking of an evening, but not to the point of oblivion, obviously. But, uh, well, no, of course, you still have to parent. And yeah, you, you, no one likes parenting with a hangover. No, no. <laughs> done that and it doesn't work so <laughs> you learn that early on um but enabling that was really good and going back to the shop you know it was very exciting to see the light bulb moments within men to go yeah actually i really like this and you know the idea of the the the, the carrier the framed carriers that you mentioned earlier you know we had one of those and it stayed mm -hmm. in i used it once and I it was given to us, uh, and the thing is with that, those kind of carriers, they're kind of maybe hand, handed down through generations. So we acquired mm. ours from my brother-in-law, who's slightly older than us. And I, try, I, I used it once, you know, A, I had to put my baby, I had to put the carrier on the floor to put my baby in. And then I had mm. to tweak this whole thing onto my shoulders. And it was like going on a military operation. Um, and I never felt really that she was safe because the balance wasn't in her. The balance was the carrier was on me, but mm. the baby is behind me wobbling in the carrier. So carrying with quote unquote, a regular Mai Tai or an Integra or something like, like that is quite e It's much easier to do. The, the confidence with those framed carriers isn't there because the center of gravity is just mm. not there. You know, your, your center of gravity is not your baby, it's the carrier. Whereas mm. if you have a, a regular kind of baby carrier, the center of gravity is your baby and it's on your back. So it's actually much, much simpler and easier to use than the framed carrier. But there is a level, I think, and this is the cliche, it's like bells and whistles, you know, that you're you're selling a carrier designed generally by men to mm. that has the extra little extras like when you go to the car showroom the car showroom dealer will go look at this little gadget look at this little gadget and people are yeah. sold on this idea that more is better whereas my experience tells me that actually simplicity is better when it comes to baby wearing and baby carrying um and it's it's showing people that and having the idea that you don't need 50 million gadgets on your baby carrier for it to be better you don't need 10 inches of padding on your shoulder because what does that, sh that padding actually do you know it sits on your shoulder that's it you know it doesn't actually make the carry more comfortable for you or your child um, as long as you're wearing a baby carrier that's you know that's why wraps i mean wraps are really good for that they just take a little mm. thought process and, and i think sometimes men can be put off by wraps because they look at it as a this three meters of material and go well, how the hell does that carry my baby um yeah and again i'm sure you have it with consultancies but being in the shop and showing people the simplicity of well it might be three meters of material but all it is is a one two three and you're in mm. practice um, and the same with the Integra, you know, I always believe that the simplicity of the Integra is very much pop your baby to you and, you know, you, you're doing literally once it's tied around above your waist, not on your waist. Um, once you've clipped in and you've got your baby there, you're lifting the panel up, one shoulder strap, two shoulder strap and click, click and you're in. So it's yeah. very simple. Um, 
and it's it's kind of showing dads that that's all it is you know um, mm. that simplicity will just transform your parenting skills and give you more skills and bonding experiences yeah speaking of bonding um we've touched on it a little bit so far but i'm just wondering if you can go um a bit deeper into specifically for dads why carrying and using a sling or carrier can really help them to bond with the baby especially in the that fourth trimester that newborn stage and why that's so important for dads to do well i mean yes it, i mean it is so important and and i think generally the key is it's it's the lasting effect that that you may not see it straight away, but the lasting effect to have that bond with your child, and I guess, hey, I mean, there's two, there's two, it's twofold, I think. So mm. with the baby itself and your your infant, you know, you've hopefully talked to that baby while it's in mum's tongue and experienced the joys of that that growth within mum's tum and feeling little kicks um, I certainly spent every day talking to Sarah's tummy for nine months for each third three times and I don't know if it helped or not but I know from the bonding between Sarah and I and the whole experience it meant that I was involved in the experience so mm. I was fortunate enough that I've been at every birth um, and I helped I caught Beatrix. We had two home births and one hospital birth. And certainly with the third Beatrix, you know, when she arrived, she landed into my arms. I just about caught her. Um, she didn't, I didn't drop her on the floor. So that was the main thing. But um, <laughs> so I've been, it's been really exciting in that sense. And, and for me, that was the next stage. So holding her, I mean, there are, there is scientific evidence about the smells and scents and, and just getting to know mum or dad from the baby's perspective but having a baby there and feeling your heartbeat and listening to her heartbeat his or her heartbeat on you is a beautiful thing and I think it obviously mm. it does release it must release endorphins and so forth on both sides so it's the oxytocin isn't it the joy that it gave me was really important because I think I didn't really I mean my parents split up when I was four so I had a sort of tumultuous childhood um them to feel safe with me as much as mum so mum generally um looks after in terms of feeding and so forth so you know generally that's the mum's job you know not for everybody but generally mum feeds um but i wanted to be involved i didn't want to and i think baby wearing just gave me that involvement that i think was really important um and now as my children are older I definitely feel that they they trust me and they still want me to carry them <laughs> occasionally but um you know they do come to me as much as they would do to mum and I think long term and I see this more now as they are older the long-term benefit is that they see me they I have good bonds with my children um mm. it's something that I never I haven't had with my parents um, for various reasons um, and I think it's really important and healthy for them to feel that they trust dad as much and I'm not just the guy who goes off to work and stuff I, I'm genuinely there and 
when B comes into our bed in the morning, she generally comes to my side um, and then I have to get up because she's too big to get into our bed now. But for years, <laughs> she'd come in and she would almost come to me rather than her, um, the mum. So, so I think it's just, it's an important part of parenting that we have an ability to actually get involved with now. You know, the generations over time, my, my, my dad was not uh, present at either my or my brother's birth, but, you know, he's down the pub. But that was slightly expected of fathers back in the early 70s. You know, it was like, yeah. why would he be watching somebody give birth? You know, he's got to be wetting the baby's head. So my dad was getting drunk while my mum's in labour. Um, yeah. And I'm aware of that. Um, I'm also aware that when my firstborn was born, um, the immediate reaction of my stepfather was to take me to the pub yeah, and have a drink to wet the baby's head. Um, mm -hmm. I'm actually horrified by that notion. I'm like, I don't want to go to the pub. I want to go to bed with my baby, please. <laughs> and, yeah. and that was my, my reaction versus a generational reaction. And I'm not blaming that generation and that's what it does. But I think baby wearing that was, that was the norm that, yeah. that's, that, that's what happened yeah. women gave birth blokes went to the pub yeah. like that, yeah. and yeah I, I can go to the pub carrying my baby now. and i did you know we yeah we, and that was the great thing was this like hey you know i can walk down the street with my baby and i'm going then just going back on track with your your question and my kind of two two sides to this i think it was really important for sarah to be allowed time off Mm. full-on intense period of motherhood so I mean obviously she was working a business as well and baby carrying and enabled us to develop our family business at the same time but also Sarah was tired I mean she'd given birth been in labor grown a baby for nine months um, we did have two other children as well or one other child at the time depending which parent uh, child we're talking about here um, so it enabled us to actually give Sarah some time to recover as a mm. um, and having the confidence to just go, oh, yeah, you know, let me take child for you, you know, and it allowed her to maybe have a meal without a baby hold, uh, holding a baby. So um, and the practical nature of that is the great thing about baby wearing as well. It's just like you do have your hands free, you know, um, and you're not using all your energies to put a baby down while it's crying and then it wakes up and then you're picking the baby up again you're you're allowing yourself to rebuild your energy levels by just having your baby close all the time um and that was a beautiful thing and the comp and i think for me as a dad i think there's there's this notion that women know what to do because mm. they've they've got you know, so the excuse and the caveat of some men is like, well, that's what women do. You know, they know how to look after babies. Yeah. Um, whereas I think... It's in the DNA, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I would encourage men to go, you know what? You like learning new skills. You like doing things. So let's learn this new skill, which is called being a dad, you know, and not, yeah. not leaving yeah. it all to the mum. And, it, and it, it takes, you know, it, it's hard, isn't it? And, and the certainly I still struggle now, you know, there's times when I just think, Oh gosh, you know, but you have to try and dig in deep and just go for it. And I think baby wearing is actually really easy. It's easier than actually trying to put your baby 
a, a sleeping baby back into a crib or mm-hmm. back into a pram for it to wake up. And then you're like, oh, God, pick it up again. You know, if you've got yeah. the skill set of understanding your baby is close, she's happy or he's happy, I can now go off to the co-op or I can go off down the road. You know, I could go fishing with this. I could go and watch the football with my baby knowing that she's safe i don't have to worry about spending energy lugging something excess up the stairs in a buggy or steps or on the tube or, or whatever it is um and you've learned yourself a new school skill set and you are subconsciously just totally developing a relationship with your child um mm-hmm. and like i said i think now i see it much more as they're little they're older that the benefits are there and that they are really happy children and I've got a nice bond with them. And I think they'd probably tell me anything, you know, even the 17 year old is pretty open. And I think that has come from the benefits of baby wearing. Um, and building that really ever, secure foundation for your yeah, relationship. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not that's specifically for dads or just general, but I think, you know, it rings true and I think the confidence level of parenting as a father has come through I feel like I'm a better dad through baby wearing because it's given me the confidence to understand my child you know and certainly with Beatrix um, if she, she whatever her needs were I think I became attuned to what she needed as a mm. certainly in even as a young you know infant you know as a newborn in that fourth trimester I, I became switched on to what she needed um and i could deal with it accordingly even if it was uh, right she needs feeding i can't feed her but i'll take it now to mum uh, yeah knowing that and and actually i think as well learning about a child's development in terms of baby wearing you know you can feel when like a poo is brewing for example yeah <laughs> so and you, you start feeling their body tense and clench when they're on your chest yeah. How amazing is that to, to yeah. do that and go, right, I can feel it now. Oh, yeah, there we go. Let's get everything ready. And having that <laughs> is a skill set. You know, how great is that? I know when my child was just about to have a poop. So, yeah. And I wouldn't have done that if I'd have left her in the cot or left her with mum, you know, and mm. back to work, you know. And, and again, my caveat, you know, I know people have to work. Um, yeah. So, you know, I am lucky in that sense. Um, that we've created an environment for us that works within parenting as well. Mm. I think with with our family setup, obviously we're very similar in our values um, and how Neil and I approach parenting as well. But recently, um, obviously because of COVID and things, um, uh, the football's not been on. And Neil had a season ticket uh, for Brighton Hove Albion and uh, he would take one of the kids with him every week. Um, as which means I could only open the studio in the mornings on a Saturday. Okay. Um, and he used to take them in the carriers, you know, you and Sarah very kindly made him some custom Brighton Hove Albion carriers, um, which he adores. Um, <laughs> um, but it meant that, uh, now that COVID, uh, has canceled all the football, obviously I'm now open all day on a Saturday, which means he now has the children all day long on a Saturday on his own. And since we've started doing that, his relationship with them um, has just flourished. Like 
he's always had an amazing relationship with them. He's always carried them. You know, we've, we, we don't have a pram. Um, we both disliked the pram. He hated the fappiness of it. He hated that he had to take the big car. Now we've got a mini and he loves the fact that we have a mini and we're a family of four. Um, <laughs> um, so for him having that time, as you say, like, and developing that relationship with them and really investing in them now, it, it will only grow um, as they get older. And as you know, the, frame, the relationship with we, we have with our parents does influence the relationship we will, the relationships we seek out with our future partners. Mm. Um, you know, we either seek to mimic subconsciously the relationship we have with our parents or we go the opposite way because that relationship wasn't good for us. And so we look for other things. So the fact that you have this really close relationship with your daughters and that you're modeling this gentle, secure, reciprocal relationship with them now will stand them in good stead when they're looking for future partners because that's the type of relationship they're used to. So they won't settle for less. Yeah. Well, I hope so, you know, and I hope mm. that's something that we will see if it happens, you know, and I, I think that's the beauty of the, the evolution of the baby wearing world has been great because as I said, when we, when we first started and we also used to run a sling library back way back when, and what was interesting then is that as a sling library, you couldn't actually retail at the same time. It was frowned upon to actually mm. sling library and retail because it felt that you weren't being objective to what you do. And so yeah. it really changed now and it's a beautiful thing. And, and it is lovely to see so many dads now carrying. And I hope that what I'm talking about, people are experiencing that more and more, you know, that, the idea that it's almost cool now to carry a baby as a dad, yeah. and, and, but it should be, but it should just be automatic, you know, and, and it's great to see. And, and there are obviously Facebook groups, there's the baby wearing dads groups and I'm involved, you know, observe in there. And um, it, it's, it's great to see how it has developed and more dads doing it. Um, and I hope that, but men don't generally talk about things. What I do notice on yeah. the groups is that, you know, it's almost like they'll put a picture up, but they don't talk about things. And and I think what's been great with Integra and, and certainly the shows that we do, you can actually impart the passion verbally to mm. people a lot more. And I really enjoy that um, and slightly miss it. You know, we, we had a shop for three years and it was a great three years for that. Um, then things changed, obviously, with Sarah's health. So we didn't have, we don't have a shop now, but... Yeah, the connection to have at the shows is really nice because you can kind of impart this information onto onto dads, um, and, and I think with parenting generally, it's an overwhelming thing, particularly with the first child. And I think it's really nice to have an opportunity to do that talking and, and impart that information informally onto people. Um, certainly with the shop and what we do, it was very much like this is what we wish we'd have had when we were first parents, you know, having that. And that's been really part of our, the Integra journey really is kind of something that was designed, designed without the nuts and bolts and the extras and add-ons, you know, it's a simple design and just showing people that it doesn't, things don't have to be complicated to be exciting and joyful really. 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Integra is one of the most popular carriers in my library. It, it's the per, the personal one that Neil and I both have found the most comfortable ourselves. So, you know, we use it all the time in our family. Um, but it is the simplicity um, of the design. Um, and it's also the beauty because the other thing I love about Integra is that you just, you've got some beautiful prints and I don't know how much influence you have, but obviously Sarah has exceptional taste. Um, and the carriers are just beautiful. I can't take any credit for the designs, <laughs> but we have done some, I mean, just on an, on an aside, we, we did some for some bands as well. So we've had a, a crossover into my, you know, Sarah as, as well. We both love music. So it's been quite fun to see and have some bespoke ones made for band members and things over the years. So, and people we know who are in bands who've suddenly got their integrators with their band logos on the things, which has been quite nice. Um, and, and just thinking as well about dads, it's like, I mean, I, I talk from a UK perspective and obviously as a worldwide podcast, you know, it, it's different in different areas. And I think what was really interesting over recent years is we've been doing a lot in Scandinavia, um, which is great because I love going to Scandinavia. It's such mm. a beautiful place. Um, but I think over there, it's more the norm with, with dads to be involved from the get-go. So maybe there's, there's a slight UK-centric approach to our discussion um, that in some countries, it's not like that. Um, and I think particularly Scandinavia, it's a lot more, seems a little bit more progressive with their uh, yeah coaches. they have more equal paternity leave don't yes. they in a lot of the scandinavian countries yeah, um it's definitely, it's definitely a lot more equal yeah the practical nature of the way that they they run things over there is beneficial for dads i think mm. so, so maybe we have to start working on that as well at some level. yeah start lobbying the government yeah yeah maybe not this government though no, i don't think they'll listen it, but anyway sure. but uh <laughs> <laughs> Right, so final question, because we need to start wrapping things up. Um, what is your top tip for carrying for parents and caregivers? You can only give them one tip. Um, persevere. Persevere. Nice. So I think sometimes, just to elaborate, and this again comes from my experience, from my, my own experience and also in the shop, that people try a baby carrier and the baby or themselves, they're nervous um, and so forth, or, or they don't know what to expect. Baby might wriggle, may, baby might gripe, um, and then suddenly, oh, my baby doesn't like baby carrier, doesn't like it. So, and, and the, the instant reaction is to actually just stop because the baby's made a, a different noise. That noise mm. might actually be a baby just about to be in a position one rip just because it's in the right position but any parent might not see that so perseverance try it again make sure that you're comfortable and going back to the idea that you know your baby will pick up on your stress if you're stressed so if you're stressed and worried about how the carrier is then the baby might pick up on that as well and therefore feel yeah. uncomfortable so persevere with it try it again um and that's and, and the same for being able to wear a carrier I think I was really worried the first couple of times is my baby safe is it going to be okay mm -hmm. is he going to be okay not it apologies <laughs> um but um, that perseverance of keeping going 
And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, am I doing this right? Um, got to try it again. Uh, and then, then suddenly it's just second nature. Mm. You know? I like that. Persevere. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for appearing on the podcast, Darren. Where can people find you if they want to follow up or stalk you a bit on social media? Well, it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, so thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram at Darren underscore Integra. Um, our website's integrababy.co.uk. Um, hopefully we'll be able to go to a, a show again, either in the UK or, or abroad at some point again i miss those shows miss chatting to people but always come and say hello at our stall um you'll find sarah and i and the children uh lurking in the backgrounds um <laughs> so come and say say hello to us there but yeah instagram um my facebook as well um or just come and see me in the street if you local. <laughs> now that people can see your face yeah and then <laughs> I'll show you my, I've got a, I've got a breastfeeding lady on my leg as well on a tattoo. So, um, I'll, oh, I'll amazing. Well at some point. If, if you, Did you uh, see my tattoo? The tandem carry. Yes. Yes. My Lovely. tandem carry tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to get a baby wearing one next. Yes. So, well, Definitely. I've got my tribute to motherhood, um, and the baby wearing one will have to come next. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. You've been listening to the Mother Rucker podcast with me, Lizanne Skinner. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Mother Rucker UK and on YouTube. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at motherrucker.co.uk. If you need help with carrying, I'm available for online and in-person consultations five days a week. Please go to www.motherrucker.co.uk for more information. Remember to like, share and subscribe, text your mate, send your granny a letter, whatever. Just get the word out there, please. Um, thank you again, Darren. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I'll have to get Sarah on at some point in the future as well. Yes, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Fabulous. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye.